This is Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, it's Desi. Yay! Feeling a little better this week, Desi? I was until three hours ago. Maybe it's the podcast. Maybe. Maybe. I hope not, you know. Gotta keep I think it's hay fever. Hay fever. My nose is leaking. Mm, Yeah. That's no fun. Fun. No fun at all. No fun at all. Before we get started, I just wanted to say welcome to any new listeners. We've had kind of an influx of listeners lately. Yes. So if you're new, welcome. Hope you enjoy the show. I know you guys at least find me funny. I don't know about Al. I'm not funny. Not really. (laughs) I make the show. And I, I make the show. She makes the show, but I put together the show and make the show. Kind of like, I don't yeah. Know. Never mind. He he puts together the show, but I make the show. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, I am sorry. I'm naturally funny. I am first this <laughs> evening because you don't like going first. We discovered that last week. I don't like going first. Did I throw a big fit last week? Kind of. Yeah. <sighs> I have the tendencies. My first story is out of Calgary. Calgary? Yeah, Calgary, Ontario, Canada. Um, I first saw this story last weekend. Okay. And I thought, oh, that'd be a cute little story to bring. And then today, as I'm preparing for the show, I found an update to the story that I was going to bring. Oh, cool. I thought that was kind of cool to, like, in the middle of, like, preparing, I found an updated story. So this is ripped right from today's news. Um, last week, uh, an unknown person installed uh, bench plaques professionally engraved with historical facts on park benches in the Bowman Park in Calgary. Okay. You know, and they're just little plaques. We've even got them here in our little walking trail that has some benches. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll ours say like donated by so and so or whatever. In memory of. Yeah. These were historical facts that were pasted on the plaques. Um, some of them, like example of some of the plaques, one of them uh, said, at this spot in 1806, explorer David Thompson uh, forded the Bow River with his herd of 14 African elephants. What? Uh, another one said, Benny, the, <laughs> the first hamster to fly solo around the world, took off from this spot in April 1937. <laughs> are, are these for real? No. <laughs> I mean, they're really there. They're really plaque. No, I, I know, but are these actual historical um, another facts? Another one says, uh, nothing of note happened here, or at least that's what they want you to think. <laughs> oh, God. That's something I would have wrote. <laughs> so, obviously, these are not true. Somebody was having a little fun. The city kind of freaked out and ripped them all off. I mean, this is city property. They thought, you know, they saw it as destruction. Vandalism destruction of city city property and ripped this off. isn't funny that was where my story ended until today did they find out who did it no they still actually they, they've had more added <laughs> they still don't know who's done it oh my but gosh the mayor came out and said you know we all need a bit, bit of whimsy in our 2020 world yes and certainly uh and, and certainly in the city we encourage citizens to do a little bit of guerrilla art and a little bit of fun things to make their neighbors smile 
and he put all the plaques back on all the benches today. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if it was somebody within the city that did it that works it in the government be. There with was the a, city. a huge social media reaction between Twitter and Facebook of pe- outcry of people like complaining, why would you remove these? You know, we need a laugh. We need a smile. So it was really nice to see that they, they, they put them back. Um, the mayor did say... The little plaque about the flying hamster is a perfect way to kick off our Thanksgiving. (laughs) 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 And I'm grateful for the vandals that put these plaques up. (laughs) Well, maybe now the vandals will come forward. (laughs) But I probably would be hesitant on it because I'm like, yep, they're still going to slap me with the fine. (laughs) Yeah, I I probably wouldn't come forward either. But it's nice to see people having a little fun. You know, nobody got hurt. You're just putting a little plaque on a park bench with a funny little saying. Next time, maybe put the plaque next to the park bench. Yeah, maybe don't, you know, don't. So that way, at least you could take take claim to your funniness. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, a bunch of, you know bunch of people all over uh, Facebook and Twitter made a bunch of comments that they, uh, you know, that's what drove them to put it back. Um, The mayor also did say that this could be a great idea to get Calgarians to explore their urban playground. So if you live in Calgary, in the northwest part of town, you can go to Belmont Park and see the plaques. (laughs) This is like the second time I've ever heard of Calgary, Canada. Okay. The first time was when I worked for the airlines. Oh. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have never... I would have heard Calgary and thought of some military fort, and that's all that would have ran through my head. I used to be a hockey fan, so they have a professional hockey team, I was, the Canadians. The so. only sport I've ever been into is baseball. You know that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, I watched... I never watched football, high school football, but that's because you know people. Yeah, that's different. So, okay, well, my first story, you may have heard of this house before, I had not, Okay. but you're into horror-type movies, mm-hmm. um, Amityville. The Amityville. There we go, um, horror house. Okay. So, a couple days ago, I ran across something and said the house is for sale again. Mm-hmm. Well, today, I didn't find that thing posted saying the house was for sale Mm -hmm. so i'm like what the heck well as i was trying to find this thing because i didn't save it (laughs) (laughs) um i had saved a different link for it on um biography.com talking about the house and its history Mm -hmm. um but that wasn't what my main story was going to be about so but i happened to come across this thing today from today <laughs> on Twitter. So I love the Amityville house stories. Just to let you know. Very, very familiar with movies, books, shows. Well, this has nothing to do with the shows or anything. Actually, we listened to a whole podcast about it on the way to this, I don't know, on a road trip one day. I made you listen to it. I don't think you paid attention to any of it, though. So, <laughs> If I was driving, you I driving. probably did pay attention, but I probably don't remember the name of it and after you said that it kind of makes sense but i'm not getting into the history of it at all so on twitter um somebody had posted a picture of the house okay so the house where six people were murdered um feels the need to decorate for halloween 
And then, um, nothing could make the sight of a brutal murder scarier than a quick run to a spirit Halloween store. (laughs) So, and when they mean quick, they mean quick. Okay. So, somebody actually wrote a story today about this. Okay. Um, The tweet was from yesterday, actually. But there was a story written today, and the tweet was in the story. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody was saying about, because, let me show you the picture, and you can go to the website, see the picture of the house, and how cheesy it looks. That is really bad. Um, You'd think the Amityville house could be a little more decked out than that. Or just leave it alone because it's spooky enough. That's true. And that's really, kind of what this article really is don't have to do anything dating. to the Amityville <laughs> house to do anything. I mean, it's... Yeah. So, um, the new owners have taken it upon themselves to decorate for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this half... And this is the article... I'm obsessed with this half-assed attempt at being festive for spooky season. They've, they could have gone all out with some quality decor, or they could have just kept it simple and embraced the natural spook value of the property. But nope. They opted for some plastic ghosts and fake spider webs. <laughs> Iconic. Big caps. Um, the house... <laughs> I'm just going to read this little section of what they have to say, but this house, which was the scene of six grisly murders in 1974, has been jazzed up with some of some cheapo decorations that looked like you picked them up at your local $2 store. There's $2 stores. Uh, We are looking at New York. Dollar stores probably don't exist. Okay. (laughs) I circled it with a big question mark, like $2 store? What the hell is that? Okay. So, um... You know, because the house wasn't already cursed enough. (laughs) So, um, and kind of for people who are like me and have no freaking clue Mm -hmm. about this place, um, back November 13th of 1974, Ronald Defoe Jr., I may have said that wrong, shot and killed six members of the family inside the house being convicted of second degree murder for um, the following year. And it was, like, his parents and four siblings mm-hmm. is who he killed. Um, following the murders, the family moved into the house, yet only to eat themselves the heck out of there. 28 days later, claiming to be terrorized by ghost paranormal activity during their stay. Um, and then there's been three uh, other house owners since then, too. Mm-hmm. So... They're the only house owners, apparently, who have had claims on this paranormal activity, or maybe they're the only ones who want to talk about it. There was a big, major lawsuit involved with the second owners of the house, and it was kind of a mess. It's the Lutz family. They're the ones that bought it right after, and they were... most, Most people who actually really dig into it believe that they... It was anything weird going on to try to get out of the deal. Well, that's kind of what the biography.com, if you go to look at that, that's not going to be the link we have up. Mm -hmm. But if you go to that website, or the website will just pop up if you put the name of the house in here, they kind of run through it that a lot of people believe that it was just their way of getting out of the house. Trying to get out of the deal. Um, One of the kids, though, to this day still claims that house ruined his life um, because of the things 
that he had seen mm-hmm. in there. So, yep. so who knows? I don't know. I'm not here to talk about that, but I thought it was kind of funny about the Halloween that decorations. That is hilarious. That to, to I mean, it, in in the horror world, Amityville is an icon. Like the the movies that were made and the story behind it. To buy that house, slap some cobwebs slap really over ha- the bushes and two little scream-looking ghosts Why? in the it yard. It, it doesn't make any sense. You, you sh- one or two things should be done. You either go all. They did out, one or two blown. things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about all they did was one or two things. You need to go all out, or else just keep it simple and you know it's the amityville house you don't need anything else (laughs) every time i hear that name amityville i think of looney tunes i don't know why really where Hmm. did they the looney tunes i have no idea oh i can't even think of it looneyville tooneyville idea i don't know okay even though it's not the looney tunes (laughs) Totally on the opposite end of the spectrum there. Uh, all right, my next story. This one, it's kind of for you because it's something you like. I've brought a story Aww. about this thing that you liked before. The, but this is about that I liked before and I no longer like. You still like it's. They're kind of both about the same thing. I want. I, I maybe six months ago, I brought a story about um, playing treasure cra- hunts, playing crane games virtually. Over Ooh, I love crane games. Well. I found. I win at those because I'm that good. I found an article from Japan. This is not one over Wait, the internet. Wait, I feel like we talked about something from Japan with the crane games. Yes, we did. I just said we. I did a story that. Was I wasn't listening to you. I was like games. freaking out about the awesome crane games and how awesome I am. I blocked you out. I previously okay, did a story about over. virtual crane games. <laughs> <laughs> this story is not about virtual. I haven't crane been drinking games. tonight either. <laughs> This story comes from the Sega Arcade in Japan. Ooh, Sega! And I blew um, that. A man uh, was trying to win. He was two hundred um, tries in and hadn't won anything yet. I would have gave up after five. So he called the cops. What? <laughs> it's rigged. The cops showed up, and they asked an employee. To prove that it wasn't rigged. The employee then tried 300 tries. What? <laughs> and couldn't win. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, the staff member finally reached into the thing and moved something into a position that it could be lifted out of there. So both the staff member and the, uh, the guy who had originally called the cops were both able to then win a prize. Oh, my gosh. Um, so was it actually stacked, or did everything just fall like that after um, this is so a, many people had pulled stuff out? These are definitely out? more advanced. More, they're not like stuffed animal crane games. They're, you know, electronics and stuff on a shelf in there. They're a little more... Um, it's kind of like the carnival ones Almost, where you can yeah. see, like, watches and stuff, but mm-hmm. there's no way you're going to get them. Yeah, that's kind of what this is. Oh. And... The guy was just trying to, you know, prove that it couldn't be won. Um, the cops didn't end up pressing any charges or anything like that. They thought it was kind of, kind of funny that they got called for somebody. Well, why would you keep playing five hundred times? I don't. Yeah, that. That's where in my mind I'm like, 
obsessive compulsive gambling issues. Oh yeah, I mean, I know many many people who gamble and gamble and gamble and don't like win. I said, <laughs> I do know sometimes those machines, like when they pack the stuffed animals that I play mm-hmm. in or used to play, um, they push them down. So they're scrunched, so it it takes a lot of oomph to pull one out. So before somebody can get their first one, they're going to at least get some of their money's worth. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, Sega's public relations department did release a statement the following day. said, as a whole, crane games are meant to be enjoyed as a way for customers to try their skill and luck and played knowing that when they put money in, a prize may not necessarily come up. This is almost like... Of course, we strive to have our staff be aware of customer situations, so if something seems off, you're welcome to call them over and have them assist you a little bit. That is a fundamental operation of our company. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't think running these crane games is much different than running a casino. No. I mean, it's it's kind of... You gotta know when to walk away. Yeah, and you have to know when you're looking at a crane game... I can look at it and tell whether I'm going to win or not. Yeah. Like, the $5 one that I mentioned in that one episode Mm -hmm. we were talking about, I played it twice, and that's because, and it just pisses me off, I should have put that third, but it was, I'm like, dude, it's 10 bucks already. I usually put a couple dollars, I never have played a $5 one, but Mm -hmm. they were huge stuffed animals. Yeah, they were very big stuffed animals. And I could have got it on the third try. But I wasn't 100% because I had never played one that big before. Mm-hmm. It pissed me off because we walked down the hall. We and came back and win. somebody <laughs> was watching me. Yeah. And then they went in and they freaking did it. Yeah. Still mad about it. Should have just. I'm cheap. I should have just could've, put in the extra $5. But $5 is a lot. If it would have been a dollar, I would have done it. We could have bought an equivalent stuffed animal for $10. Not nowadays. What are you talking about? Those were know. big stuffed I animals. I have no idea what, to- what stuffed animals cost. <laughs> I don't know. At least $10. But those were big. They were big. They were big, especially for one of those crane games. Makes me mad. Yeah. Just a little, little story from Japan because I know you like crane games. Buttons. Okay. So my next story is super short. I've talked to you about this before. Okay. I don't even know if you remember. And it's one of those things that I love Google for because this is something I remember and people probably thought I was nuts when I'd talk about it back in the day. Okay. But we were watching, or we just got Disney Plus back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, The Simpsons did 31 seasons mm-hmm. because they're on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Like thirty-one seasons, and then it brought me back to childhood, and it made me go, "My God, I'm old. (laughs) I'm twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four. But you remember the first season of The Simpsons somehow? I don't remember. I remember watching them, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember if that makes sense because it was so long ago. I don't know which one was the first one. Yeah. Um. What I do remember. And I have been obsessed with it. A long, long time ago, before The Simpsons came Mm -hmm. about on TV for their half hour, um, I remember watching a family that was similar to The Simpsons. You definitely told me about this in the past. And the one thing that sticks out the most was this episode. It was the end. And they went in and the dog followed. And I swear the dog's name was Satan. (laughs) 
and the dog followed him in after they let the dog out. Mm-hmm. The dog came in and pissed all over the floor. Okay. And I, I don't know why that sticks out out of everything. That sticks out. And the characters looked a lot like The Simpsons. Okay. Well, there's this thing called The Simpsons Shorts. And they were on the Tracy Ullman show. The Tracy Ullman show. Yeah. So I wasn't crazy. I'm aware of this. I didn't. I didn't know. Like I, I was aware that that's where they started, but I never. I've never seen any of them. So I. But they were the Simpsons, and they were minute-long segments. Okay. And I have pulled up the Wikipedia. All of their episodes are on there. Hmm. So I'm like, whoa! So everybody can go on there, and we'll have a link. Mm-hmm. You can follow. Can go on there. Um. And you can scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and look at the clips. And I'm cool. about to go through. I'm sure I could read, but they didn't say anything about the dog in here. They were just talking about other stuff on mm-hmm. Wikipedia um, to see what the dog's name was. Because okay. all the names are the same. The voices are all the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, they just kind of moved over. But there were three seasons hmm. of these one-minute crazy little skits so uh, i'm not nuts i remember this (laughs) well i'm i remember these things and i'm not completely losing my mind you're not losing your mind at all i just couldn't remember if they were a full half hour Mm. or what exactly it was i was definitely aware that they that it got its start in a short um, that on I the Tracy Ullman show, no idea. But I didn't know it was The Simpsons. I thought I thought it was maybe because the, the, the characters creator. look thought, almost the same. Yeah, it's thought, the same creator. Like I said, when I knew this, I knew the story, but I thought it was more of the creator had shorts on the Tracy Ullman show and then created The Simpsons into a show. Not that he. But had, remember how I said yeah. they almost all look evil. They do, they, yeah, they do. And they do maybe it's because, and that's where maybe that's why I thought think the dog's name was satan because it's santa's helper on the simpsons mm-hmm. so i was like it's like a parallel alternate like a parallel universe, universe. Yeah. i thought it was like whoa mandela effect <laughs> 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 what the hell am i remembering i almost brought a Simpsons story today that's kind of funny well that's because we were just talking about it, it mm-hmm. might have been fresh in your mind yeah, it happened to th- scroll through my news feed this week but that's Through cool. Your news feed? Yeah. Oh, your yeah. news feed. Okay. Never mind. But cool, cool. The Simpsons. <coughs> My voice kind of cracked there. Kind of. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My last story. Dun, dun, dun. Another one ripped, well, straight from uh, a month ago headlines. <laughs> Oh, all current events. Yeah, all current events. Uh, this one is from Belgium. 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 Waffles? The Verviers. It's the city of Verviers. It's a city in Belgium. Um, there was an urban legend in the city that uh, the mayor who, the person who was mayor when the, the city was founded, when they died, the, the urban legend was they took the mayor's heart and put it in a box and then built a fountain around it in the middle of the town. Why would they do that? I don't know, but is this urban legend? Is that legend? the heart of the city? Is this urban legend? Weird. We talked about it. Nobody believes it. It happened, They did some it? renovations and they tore down the fountain. It's there. They found the mayor's heart. <laughs> 
Oh my God! Thankfully, nobody said it was cursed. Yeah, uh, Pierre David Wait, was his name. It, was it cursed? No, I no. have no idea. Uh, Pierre David was his name. He uh, his heart was found in an ethanol-filled jar uh, and uncovered during renovations work on the city's uh, stone fountain last month. Crazy. Uh, the relic is mentioned in some old civil documents, but nobody believed it was actually placed. So there. why was it placed there? Um, they just thought he was the when he, when he died he had actually was a very prominent person in town. I mean, he was the mayor, but he was actually the mayor like thirty years prior to this when it was under uh, French rule, and then they, Belgium became independent and he became mayor. It was mayor again at that time, and they thought, well, he's the reason. We want. They kind of worshipped this guy almost, you know, because he was kind of their leader. So when he died, they thought, well, what's what better way to honor him? They got permission from his family, and his family gave over the heart. And Why they just need a fountain after him. Yeah, that would be a lot easier than, than building a fountain. Uh, How many centuries ago was this? Um, eighteen thirty-nine. That's still creepy for he, then. Uh, he died falling from a building. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of weird. It makes me go, what was their religion? That I'm not sure. In that sure. town that at that sure. time. Because every religion has different beliefs and stuff. So it makes me wonder what religion they fell mm-hmm. in. Because I could see that. Because it's almost scary. Like It's not scary, but it makes me think of like the witch hunts at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, if they're ripping out somebody's heart and putting it in there like they're worshiping, I'm shocked the town didn't burn at the stake. Yeah. That's what's going through my weird. head. The, the, the weird part, I mean, that it's it, the whole story's weird. And then to top it all off, they're rebuilding the fountain and putting the heart back in. <laughs> I have no comment. They, they, they gave the heart to the family that is, you know, Generations later, now they asked the family if they wanted. I'd the heart. be like, said, no, uh, "Why would so I they want that?" To put it back in as they build a new fountain for the middle of their town square. <laughs> Weird. I mean, I can think of mayors. I would have been like, like see their bury it with the body. body but no. <laughs> bury it where the body is. That would probably be a good idea, but no, they're going to put it back in the fountain. Why not? It's historic. Yeah. Yep. So, as we know, and this is probably going to be my longest story of the night, but as we all know, I usually like to bring something fun mm-hmm. at the end. Well, well this you was... usually think they're fun. I usually think they're work. Never mind. <laughs> Only when you make me take a quiz. This isn't a quiz. Okay, good. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all just saw the face that I just threw at y'all, him. Y'all, huh? Y'all. Y'all? Y'all. We don't have just one listener. Sorry, it's not just me anymore listening. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So, and I'm kind of gearing this around October. We're coming up amongst Halloween. Mm-hmm. All that fun stuff. I don't know if anybody could tell. <laughs> but um, the five spookiest road trips in America. Ooh. And these, like road trips. these are good because we have people are taking COVID serious. Mm-hmm. So, this is geared towards that, and this is geared towards anyone, to be honest. Okay. It's just anyone at this time in our life can Mm -hmm. do this. Yeah. So, late at night, you can drive to these areas, and go driving down these roads late at night. Okay. 
and let us know if you see anything. I don't know if I could do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll drive down them during the daylight hours and be like, yeah, I could see how that's creepy at night. (laughs) The hell if I'm driving down that road in the middle of the night. So the first road, and there's the list of five. So we're going to start with the first one on the list is Clinton Road in New Jersey. Okay. Stop me if you've heard of any of these. Uh, I don't think you never heard would of Clinton have. Road in New Jersey. But um, the Clinton Road is in Pasic, Pasic no idea. County. Um, it casts the dark shadows. It's a 10 mile stretch of highway and it's just an hour from Manhattan. So it may seem ordinary. Um, until, for example, the ghost boy near Clinton um, Reservoir pelts you with coins or leers at you with his okay. watery reflection. Um, perhaps this little boy is in cahoots with the lady ghost who is said to zoom around in her doomed Camaro. Okay. Um, which crashed on Clinton Road in 1988. Probably had something to do with the boy ghost. Yeah, probably. Boy um, ghost was throwing coins at the girl ghost and... <laughs> um, mutant animals spook some believe uh, crossbred when the West Milford Jungle Habitat Safari Park um, shattered in 1976 okay. leaving behind supernatural creatures that roam the road course, by night of course um, New Jersey is home to several more spooky roads does the devil live there like the Jersey devil maybe where was was that Mothman Prophecies? Where was that? I don't Vermont, I think. I don't know. New Hampshire. Maybe I have the wrong. Maybe it was New Hampshire, not New Jersey. I thought that was New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know. It would fall in with the crossbred supernatural creatures. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Um, so, so you can heighten your frights with Halloween if you're in this area. Cool. Um, next is Archer Road, Illinois. And some think that South Chicago is scary. <laughs> think again. It's nothing on nothing compared to spooky Archer Road. So just <laughs> south of town in Justin, Justice, Illinois, the boulevard dates back centuries as a Native American trail. Ooh, um, I in, hate Native American. Like <laughs> that's where I was like, I'm out. Yeah, done. No. Uh, in 1930, graveyard of <laughs> it was paved and became Archer Road, a.k.a. Archer Ave um, Avenue, home of the shadowy legacy where phantom hitchhikers and ghouls suddenly appear. Um, and its legend arrived with the Resurrection Mary, Chicago's most famous ghost. The story goes back to 1930, where she was dolled up, blonde-haired Mary left a nearby party angry after a fight and was struck by a passing car. And um, even drivers have claimed to see her hitchhiking a ride in the night. Um, Hmm. And she's even hopped in and given directions to the Archer Road's 540-acre Resurrection Cemetery. Okay, yeah, no, I'm not going there. It's in Chicago. It's in the middle of town. Yeah, well, it's Injustice. Why were they say? Or maybe the girl was from Chicago. The girl was from Chicago. Okay. So, Kelly Road, Pennsylvania. 
Okay. So. I've always wanted to go to Pennsylvania. I think this one was the one that may have creeped me out the most. I don't remember. Um, whether it's the alleged cult activity or ancient curse cast on Kelly Road, the mystery mile of Ohioville. Ohioville in Pennsylvania? I don't understand that. Is it maybe like kind of on the border? Maybe. Okay, so it's famous for its mighty bizarre stories. The strip is shaped by thick, uninhabited woods that local folks say is home to paranormal disturbances and untold history. Um, But it's the animals that may seem even more disturbed. It was this one. When traveling on Kelly Road, even the most uh, docile of pets... Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Calm-mannered. That's what I got out of that word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Said to become angry and even violent there, Hmm. chasing humans and other animals with sudden aggression. Um, Are they seeing spirits, hearing noises, fit only for Mm -hmm. animal ears? Who's to say? Um, But most agree that that thankfully the aggressive behavior subsides by reaching the one-mile marker. And I'm like, hmm. Nope. Weird. We could test it with Izzy, see how yeah. angry she gets. But then it makes me think: Is there like a hum? Yeah, like some kind or of something that's agitating the animals. Be. I have no idea. That's weird. But I was like, it wasn't the ghosts that scared me. It was the fact that animals, animals are angry, are, yeah, yeah. and and there could be a logical reason for it. There could be. But that's creepy. It is creepy for sure. So, okay, so Bray Road, Wisconsin. Ooh. Getting close to home. A little too close to home. Let's go. No. So, animals turning rabbit. Why do I say rabbit when it's not rabbit? Mm-hmm. I think of the animal rabbit. Rabbit? Yes. Anyways. That's what I pick up when I listen to the TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> can be terrifying. But even more disturbing is catching sight of a seven-foot-tall werewolf. Oh, my gosh. On a quiet country um, throwaway. Although the seemingly ordinary Bray Road, just northeast of Elkhorn, Wisconsin, the Beast of Bray, is said to roam the fields and forests by night, appearing like wolf-like standing on either two fours or four legs, or two or four <laughs> legs. On two fours. <laughs> on two fours. Two fours, six, eight. <laughs> do that <laughs> uh the giant creature also resembles bigfoot I was description say, bigfoot is what i was thinking well, as and as that's what i was thinking but you know how some people like to make bigfoot look scarier yeah. when they give this description of bigfoot like it's all bigfoot and it had claws and fangs mm-hmm. so yeah that's what they're saying with fangs claws brown and gray fur um first sighting was reported in 1936 but in the 80s and 90s, there were steady reports of the beast, with reporter Linda Godfrey so convinced of its existence via eyewitness account. In 2003, she published The Beast of Bray Road, hmm. Tailing Wisconsin's Werewolf. So there's a book. Cool. In my mind, all these places have, like, a gift shop. <laughs> they probably do. They probably do. So, and then the last one is, of course, out of Florida. Oh, we got to be out of Florida. <laughs> so, I-4, uh, one of the con- country's longest haunted highway, is a 140-mile length of Florida freeway, Holy nicknamed the I-4 Dead Zone. So, the interstate stretches from Orlando to Daytona, 
Okay. Um, where traffic accidents, injuries, and other strange happenings have held strong for more than a half a century. The creepiness began in when the interstate uh, construction workers discovered graves from early American settlers mm. who perished uh, from yellow fever. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, I'm sure there's a lot of graves from yeah. early settlers in that area. Florida got settled pretty heavily early. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, construction continued. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, on opening day, a tractor trailer that jackknifed near the graves brought the highway's first fatality, and more than 1,500 accidents have plagued the interstate since, since 1969, not to mention the phantom truck, trucks and cars that have been spotted speeding and crashing there. So, oh, yeah. That's kind of freaky. I don't want to go There's there. a lot of other things, too. I didn't go through everything, yeah. but I hit the main main stuff that's a little freaky so how i feel like i like being scared i do not want to be scared behind the wheel of a vehicle no that's the last place i want to be scared because and the thing is is i'm going to do whatever it takes to get me out of there i'm a very aggressive driver Mm. too and i would probably cause the accident because i'm so confident in my driving skills that i would be scared shitless thinking that i'm good and i'm not because i'm freaking out yeah yeah well, if you have any spooky uh, um, 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 tales of where you're from, let us know. Send us an email. Yes. Outcasts at gmail.com. Or you can come to Facebook if you're on Facebook. Uh, like our page there. You can DM us there. You can leave a comment there. Whatever you'd like. At least share stuff yes. there. So get a, get the word share, out that word out. I'm funny. Yeah, let everybody know that he's funny <laughs> and Al's along for the ride. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Poor Al. <laughs> Poor uh, Al. Fun, fun, fun. Anyways, that's at Outlandish Outcast Podcasts. We are also on Twitter. We are Outlandish Casts. You know, I think we had Outlandish Outcasts and somehow, anyways... Another story for did, another day. Okay. I, you weren't setting them up at the time. I think that oh. was my mishap. Oh. So, otherwise, you can follow us on Instagram at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. I don't understand Instagram. I don't understand Twitter. <laughs> okay. We were just discussing Twitter beforehand, too. Yeah, I, I don't but Instagram. I prefer Instagram. I don't. I you don't just love it. everything. Love well, us. Follow us. Yeah, Okay. Sounds good. Or leave us a rating and review in whatever application you're listening to this uh, podcast on. I can tell most of you have an iPhone and you're listening through Apple Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to tell them that we have Androids, do we? I don't care. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I think that's enough for this week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.